Well, my name is Preston. I am our uh, teen, minister, teen pastor, CTF pastor here. Uh, and I get the privilege of talking to you this morning about our camp and our ministry and just kind of our vision for the next year where we've been, kind of a state of our ministry. Um, this is something that I look forward to every year. Um, and obviously this is predicated by us going to camp, which um, it's hard to describe in words how special it is to go to camp. It's almost one of those things that you have to experience to know um, the amount of God deals that occur up there. So before we dive into anything else, I just kind of wanted to, to thank some people. Uh, camp would not have been possible this year. Our ministry would not be possible week to week uh, without the people who have put a lot of hard work to get us where we're at. And I was telling Ronnie at camp, uh, you know, Kale and Jamie Anner in, in Houston um, with, their, with their family which is where they need to be. But I think it hit me the first day of camp when we got there, like, holy cow, I miss my friend. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to look around and see Ronnie and Kale's uh, and many other people's fingerprints on everything that we do. And so, um, yeah, I, I want to start there. I want to thank, you know, John Von Runnen, Ronnie, Kale, all of these people who have put in a lot of time and effort, began casting a vision, got the, the ball rolling, so to speak, and, and allow us to, to do this. It's been a seamless in a lot of ways transition for me because of that. Um, I know that um, everything that we do, we've got people that are in our corner that love us, that are backing us. And so um, I wanted to thank them in particular, as well as our Wiley Church. Um, for those of you that don't know, when we go to camp, uh, we go with our sister ministry in Wiley, our Wiley Church, and uh, that's one of the more unique and special things that I get to do uh, every year is just spend time with good people that come to camp with us. This year I got to work uh, with William. We worked together on Spring Hita as Jamie Ann kind of phased out of that role, and it was really cool to get to show up to camp and continue fostering that relationship. Get to hang out with Brianna, with William, with Matt, with all their youth workers. It just makes camp really, really special, and it would not be the same without them. We would not have the same camp experience without people like Tessa Garriga, who is over there and is in charge of our games. She could be a millionaire organizing games. If you've never seen this girl orchestrate a wiffle ball game, you're missing out. You have not experienced life until you watch that happen. So, um, yeah, I want to thank our band as well. Um, Pico came up, Andrea came up, Josh, um, all these people, Cole, who was playing drums a minute ago, came up. That's such an a, a integral part of our camp. It's such a neat way to get to experience and worship God, and I'm so thankful that we have people who are creative like Pico, who don't just pick songs, and William, they both did it together. You know, they don't just pick a random song and throw it up there and hope it sticks. There's a lot of preparation that goes into everything we do at camp, which makes it so much sweeter when things happen at camp, because you can sit there and say, hey, we, we really tried. We really did our best. So uh, I also want to thank Andrea. She was up here a minute ago uh, doing uh, our internship this summer for the second time. And uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to touch on this a little bit later, but camp would not have been the same without her. She really did a fantastic job for our camp, has done a fantastic job for our ministry this year, um, as well as my mom who watched Easton. Where's my, there's my mom. Uh, we brought Easton to camp, which was really, really sweet. Um, challenging, no doubt, but really, really sweet. And so we could not have done that without her. So I could stand up here for the next 30 minutes and thank people, but I just kind of wanted to get it out front that um, God has certainly used many people over the years um, just in this little kind of small ministry that we've got here. 
I thought it would be uh, beneficial to just kind of recap where we're at. Where, where's our ministry week to week? What are we up to? Where are we going? That kind of deal before we jump into camp. Hopefully that will give you a better picture of, uh, of why camp went so well this year. I don't know exactly when it started happening. Uh, my, my timeline is fuzzy, but uh, I have been taking uh, kind of the leadership role in team ministry from Kale. Um, I don't know, I guess it started a year ago, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's no one that I love in this world more than Kale. Kale is such a dear friend to me and somebody that I love tremendously. And so in a lot of ways, um, that was a bitter. They always pick on me. That's okay. That's okay. I, that's okay. There's no one in this life that I love. Hold on, let me look at her. There's no one in this life that I love more than you. Yeah, was that better? Can we save that clip and show it instead of the one about Kale? <laughs> who's, who's in charge of that? Can we get that going? All right, well. <laughs> Anyways, I'll try not to make any more blanket statements here about anybody. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, teens. Um, <laughs> this year has been um, challenging and good for me. It's been um, a, a year of firsts. I've been doing our content week to week for Wednesday nights, and not too long ago we were meeting on Sunday mornings, taking the teens out and kind of doing something separate, and uh, again, I had never done anything like that before. I had not planned camp before. I had not done spring heated before. There was a lot of firsts this year, Um, but I'm also thankful that God gave me the opportunity to try new things. That's one of the things I love about this church is that when I got the opportunity to kind of start leading CTF, there wasn't a ton of like expectation that was imposed on me. Obviously, we, we want to do God's deal, and there's people around me that are making sure that I'm making wise decisions, but it was really neat to have some creative freedom, and I think that creative freedom in a lot of ways is kind of what allowed us to do well this year and at camp because we were able to tweak some things, not only at Garland, but at Wiley as well, that I think was conducive to where our kids are at this year. Uh, I don't know how many we have uh, each week. I don't really count numbers, but uh, we have a smaller group right now. Uh, And although that I know can be hard for them at times, there's certainly Wednesday nights where adults and kids were hovering around 10. So I know that that can be a bit intimidating for new people and challenging, but it also is a huge blessing. Um, It has been so, so, so neat for me to watch all of our students become friends very quickly. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, you're in this small group, you already know everybody off the bat, you either choose to kind of interact and be friends with them or or maybe not. And and they all have done a really good job of welcoming people that came up into CTF from JAM or new people that that came in. And so um, I've been really thankful for that. And it certainly showed at camp. We got to bring a group of kids who are very connected and, and love one another very fiercely. And so, yeah, praise God. Our size has also allowed us to kind of, uh, I I would say, focus a bit more this year on the kids that are coming up from JAM to CTF. So uh, this summer, Andrea got to do kind of a little small group with Kaylee and Avery, and they've started kind of coming to CTF now. And even the size of our group in that regard, I think, has been good for them. It's been good that they come in and they know everyone. We can immediately get them recognized and noticed and loved. And so I've just been really thankful uh, for where God where God has us. And so that was kind of the stage that we had set going to camp this year. Uh, We really just tried to focus on the life of Jesus. 
I don't remember exactly what we called the series, but the first of the year we did Seeing Jesus, the study that the church has just finished. And then we, basically when that ended, we did a series called like Life and Parables of Jesus or something. And that took us right up to camp. And it allowed us to just kind of look at who Jesus was. Who, who is this man that we call God? What did he, how did he treat people? What did he act like? So on and so forth. And so that, uh, that kind of brought us to a really sweet moment at camp where we were able to kind of double down a bit more on some of those things. So going off of that, our camp theme this year was a renewed life. I had been praying for probably about a year trying to kind of feel out what does God want us to do this year? What, what does God want these teens to hear? What does God want us to hear as adults? Because no doubt we absorb a lot of that uh, when, when we show up. And so we picked uh, as a team the theme of a renewed life out of 2 Corinthians because uh, that is, that's our goal, right? We want our kids to shed their old ways. We want them to kind of jettison the parts of them that don't honor God and are sinful and replace those with a holy way of living, with an admiration uh, and a love for Christ. So we picked uh, the the verse, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 16, but it's talking about, um, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day, the glory of God. And uh, yeah, it was such a neat deal to watch our kids, I'm going to get into this in a minute, but it was such a neat deal to watch our kids realize that over the week. Day after day, they began to kind of soak in, oh my gosh, this is tangible. This is real. God, God is here. God is with us. God does desire more for us. At camp this year, we, we made a couple changes to the schedule. Um, and I, one of my favorites was this year uh, before breakfast time, we did a morning prayer. So all of our camp would come. There's like a cafeteria where we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and there's this bell out front. I don't even know why it's there. I guess people just ring it for fun, but we we prayed in front of it. Um, It was really encouraging as we moved into a time of like trying to get them to think about their life and change their ways that you would watch these kids from like, I don't know, we met at like eight o'clock, like very early in the morning, they were devoting their day to God. They were devoting their time at camp to God. We prayed a lot about coming back and, uh, and then, you know, finishing strong, finishing the summer out strong and transitioning well into the school year. So a couple things that we did at camp that I'm hoping we will uh, continue here Uh, I'm going to talk more about kind of our church's assistance with our team ministry in a minute. But just so you know, a couple of the things that we did at camp that we're we're hoping they will continue is that we we set aside a time for them each day. We called it mandatory rest time. But we really tried to, to give them an opportunity this year in the schedule carved out to sit with God. And during that time each day, we just kind of asked them, um, you know, we, we, they didn't have their phones except for a couple spots during the day. We, we decided to kind of take phones up this year. And so they were kind of forced to sit in their cabin with their, their crew and their, their leaders and, and reflect upon God. And I'm really glad we did that. I got really good feedback on that. And so I would just kind of soft encourage you here that, you know, help your kids keep that going. If you're a parent of, of a teen that uh, came to camp this year, um, ask them about those things. Maybe encourage them to do that time uh, still in their daily life. Uh, we would be happy to brainstorm with any of you guys some, some things they can be doing, but um, we're hoping that will continue um, as, as we come back. And we're hoping also that their, their prayer life will continue to be fostered. I, I tried at camp this year, we tried as a team to kind of demystify prayer a bit. I, I know even as an adult, prayer can feel 
just a bit clunky sometimes. It can feel kind of hard to interact with, particularly maybe when you're having a rough time. You're kind of interacting with a, a very non-tangible uh, God in the sense that you can't physically be there with him. But we really tried to cultivate, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I guess an environment where they felt comfortable praying and learn more about it. And we sent your kids home with uh, two different sticky notes. One of them uh, basically is, we, we had everybody write down two things on a sticky note. One was something that they'd like to see renewed in their own life whether that's their relationship with their friends or how they act on a particular sports field, whatever it may be. And then we had them write on a separate sticky note something that they were thankful for about God. What's a characteristic or a quality of God that you are thankful for? And at the end of the week, we had them swap those sticky notes uh, so that they didn't have their own and they, they came home with two different uh, notes. And we encouraged them to use those to kind of spark their time with God here. So uh, again, just, just so you're aware of that, I think that's a great thing to follow up on. Like, hey, what, which one did you get? How, how's that been going? What, what's, been, um, what's been sticking out to you about doing prayer time? Or just helping them carve out time. Uh, I know it can be hard for us to get off of our phones uh, and divert our attention to God. And so, um, yeah, I would just, uh, again, encourage you to, to follow up on those things. I want to touch on a couple praises before we kind of transition into a time of like um, kind of going over what our needs are and how we can partner now that we're back here from camp. But um, we got to baptize two people at camp. Uh, Big deal. Big, big deal. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. One of them was a girl from Wiley and one of them uh, was a guy that came with us. His name was Jacob Owens. Um, He's a real, real, real sweet guy. Um, and it was just so neat to watch the spirit move in him and in him re- like recognize that, hey, God is calling me to give my life and my devotion to him. And then we have another uh, guy that was going to get baptized today, but uh, his mom got sick. Um, his name is Toby. And so I'm hoping in the coming weeks they're able to come back and we're able to baptize him. That would be fantastic. Um, so I also wanted to just kind of say here, thank you for praying for things like that. I know that ahead of camp, um, I think the different churches maybe did this in different ways, but essentially there were lots of people, lots of you that had a particular teen and were praying for them. Maybe you didn't even know them, but you were praying for them. And it's hard for me to overstate. In fact, it's impossible for me to overstate how powerful that was. You could just tell when we got there that God had been moving in these kids. We didn't just show up with a blank slate and people that didn't, you know, didn't desire to interact with God or didn't have a sense that God was real. They did. They, they knew something was different. And I believe a lot of that is due to you praying for them. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for, um, thank you for believing in them. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for trusting your kids with us. Um, it means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Each day at camp, we had a different day theme. So our overall theme was a renewed life. And then um, each day was, was something different. So like day one was a renewed hope. Day two was a renewed mindset. Um, so on and so forth. I believe it was a renewed praise and a renewed purpose were our last two. This year we chose to uh, not do uh, like a traditional sermon. And we actually haven't been doing that for all of the year. We've just been really doing largely discussion-based stuff. There's definitely some teaching in there, but... Um, I don't think most of our teens want to listen to me talk for 45 minutes. So we decided to to transition into kind of this model, at least for the time being, where it's interactive. We're giving them a chance to think about 
the topic and, and interact with one another and so on and so forth. And so um, I was really thankful that God had us do that ahead of camp. Again, thank you to all of those who prayed for us because I think that really paid dividends when we got there. It really opened our teens up to an atmosphere where they felt comfortable being vulnerable. They didn't just see one of us as teaching or preaching or talking. They, a lot of our sermon times were, okay, here's a little teach piece, here's questions. Go find somebody, go talk to them, go journal. And so I was just really thankful. This kind of goes back to people setting a good good foundation for us. But I was really thankful that we were given the opportunity to, to tweak that. We were given the opportunity to change that. We were in a position where um, we were able to, to teach the person, not the lesson, to relate to these kids. We weren't confined in a box. And, and by proxy of that, we had a lot of life change happen at camp. Ronnie would tell uh, our adults this in the morning meeting that Andrea mentioned earlier, but uh, I would also try to make it a point as well as our other speakers to tell our teens this. But, but Ronnie would just say, you know, Heaven, the, the closest, truest picture of heaven that we have is what you're seeing at camp. And when you come back here, there's all sorts of things that attempt to distort your reality, that attempt to twist the way that you see God and yourself and others, and really just kind of get at you, bite at you. Um, and so I, I think it was really neat for us to be able to convey that to our teens and for them to see, hey, th- this is better than what I've got going on. Maybe I'm. Maybe, maybe one of your teens was just struggling with um, readjusting to school. School's a big transition. That's hard, especially if you're changing physical schools. You know, or maybe there, there's a million struggles. One of the things I heard often was that we just, as, as a society, I think we struggle to make really good friends. And I think our teens voiced that over and over, that they just really felt like they were having trouble making genuine friends. And so this this atmosphere at camp where we were like, hey, this is heaven. This is the closest image of Jesus that you're going to get. That's one example. It opened them up to, to, to feel like they were able to be vulnerable and to make and deepen relationships. So... Yeah, we had several teens as well... Um, you know, we, we try really diligently to get with all of our teens. One-on-one is, is how it's done for us here. And so we try really diligently to, to get with them and ask intentional questions with them and partner with parents and so on and so forth. And so obviously we know, our, I would say, our teens pretty well. And uh, there were several things that happened at camp that we had been praying for for over a year. And so, yeah, there, there's just... I'm sure all of you can relate to this. As a teenager, I was not somebody who had very good introspection. I did not know myself very well. And I didn't even know the world very well. I thought I did. That was a very large mistake of mine. Um, and so, you know, to get them uh, to camp where we had been praying for God to move in their life and to get them to see what we had been casting a vision for for a long time is, is more special than I can voice. I wish so much, this would just be impractical, but I wish so badly that we could just like follow everybody around with a camera and just make like a best, best moments of for all of our kids. Because it's just so neat to see their hearts changed, their attitudes changed, their posture towards everything change. Our, our camp theme a couple years ago um, was that Jesus changes everything. And ever since we've done that theme, it just radiates in my mind as we're dealing with any ministry, but 
you know, in this context, teen ministry, it's like Jesus does change everything. Amen. We're not just putting all of this effort into going to camp and discipling people and doing FOJ and, and all these resources that are pulled from adults who are working, so on and so forth. Those are not in vain. Jesus does change everything. And what we're giving them is life to the full via Jesus. We're helping facilitate that. One of the things that I felt really called to talk about this morning was um, the ways that we can partner together as a team ministry and a church. Um, we would not be able to do any of our ministry without the support of this body and our youth workers and, I mean, countless people who come up and give ideas to us. Like, hey, I noticed this. This might be a good idea. So on and so forth. It takes all of us to do that. So I just kind of wanted to encourage our broad, our, our body here, our, our, our church, to capitalize on camp as we come back home. Every year uh, we have, it's usually Ronnie, this year it was John, we have one of them do basically a talk on how to go back home well. I, we call it like the vision talk or something. But every year we, we take the last night and try to give them practical, real tools and be honest with them about the fact that it's probably going to be difficult when you're, when you're going back home. Uh, and we try to help them understand that we're not leaving them. We do camp the way that we do it because we bring, for the reason that we bring people who already know them. We're not pulling people in who have never met our teens. We're not asking for volunteers to sign up because we have people that know these kids that would would do move mountains to go to camp. We move mountains to get with our teens, right? And so we made sure and, and encouraged them of that on the last night. And I would just kind of echo the same encouragement to you. Even if you're not really involved in our teen ministry, maybe you don't know any of our teens very well, um, you can always continue to pray for us. We certainly need prayer. We certainly need wisdom as we navigate all the things that teen ministry entails. Um, if you haven't met one of our teens, this would be a really good Sunday for you to go up to them and introduce yourself, get to know them, um, you know, voice to them that you want to be friends with them, care about them. Um, I think that means a lot to them. I think the more that I've spent time in teen ministry, the more I realize that those are big deals. You know, adults that they see as cool or look up to are, are desiring to come be friends with them. It's the story of Zacchaeus. We kind of come full circle here. That, that's a big deal to people. So yeah, I would just encourage you to do something about that today. And if you're somebody out here who's interested in team ministry, maybe you're interested in being a youth worker, I would love for you to come talk to me. We are on, in a spot right now where we're going to need some more youth workers here pretty soon. And so if, if something inside of you right now says, yeah, I'd, I'd like to maybe do that, please come find me after service. I would love to chat with you about that. But yeah, I would, let's just be diligent about making sure that we support uh, our teens. And we try again to, to be... Uh, we try on the other end of that spectrum to encourage them to, to initiate and be friendly to you guys and so on and so forth. But it certainly takes two, uh, uh, two sides of the coin. I told Ronnie at camp, uh, we were talking about Kale and Kale not being there and kind of, uh, we were both kind of sad about it. And I was just telling Ronnie that I've realized it, it takes a village to do teen ministry. We just can't do it uh, in a vacuum. So I'm thankful again that you guys uh, buy in and believe in what we do. 
One of the things that I think is most crucial for us to be successful when we come back from camp is consistency. We really, really want to be consistent. If your teen's in a one-on-one, uh, you know, we want, we want to make sure that both the adult and the teen are consistent to that. We want to make sure that uh, our teens are showing up weekly to Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. And, and, you know, this may be, you know, just kind of a very foundational in some ways, but I think it's also the most powerful part of our ministry. If we take away the consistency, we lose a lot. There's certainly time to miss. There's certainly a time to do other things than come on a Wednesday night. But by and large, I would really, really, really encourage you to make coming to Wednesday nights a priority. Make those one-on-ones that your, your kids have with a youth worker a priority. We are really limited as a ministry in terms of partnership and ability to, to be close um, to understanding what, what your needs are and helping your needs if, if we're not able to get time with you or, or your teen. And so um, most of our teens are getting with a youth worker. Um, and so, yeah, I know that can be challenging, especially if you have other, I mean, all of us have other things going on, but <laughs> just some of us, just some of us have a life. <laughs> um, but I would just encourage you to, to make, that, make that a priority. And if you need help getting your teen to something, or have questions about that, again, I would love to talk to you about that. I would love to kind of strategize with you and, and figure something out. But, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, we, we do camp in the summer for, for a reason. We do it this time of year for a reason. We bring them to the mountains for a reason. We do everything we do for a reason. Not that it's the best thing. Uh, we try our best. But everything we do has been thought through. And one of the biggest reasons we do camp the way we do and do our, our, our ministry the way we do is because we want to set them up to come back to a structure that cares for them. We're not bringing kids to camp to, to just kind of quick baptize them and send them off into the world. Rather, we're trying to give them a really, really, really concentrated and sweet taste of Jesus. And then as soon as they get back home, we've got people that are just competing to get with them. That's how they're successful. Much like adults, that's no different for us. I know that I am not the best version of myself when I, when I neglect meeting with people, when I neglect coming here. Um, so we want to be diligent, again, about making sure that our teens uh, are doing that. I talked about earlier uh, kind of the size of our teen ministry. Uh, we're, we're a bit smaller right now. Um, and I think it can be challenging sometimes to invite people to something that's a little bit smaller that may be intimidating uh, to some people, or maybe it, if we're not careful, it can discourage us that, oh gosh, we only have so many people in our team ministry. And, you know, we can kind of get the wrong attitude about it sometimes, myself included. But uh, I would just remind you that our team ministry is also an outreach ministry. We want people to come that are not a part of this church. And, and one of the main ways that we do that is through all of you guys. Certainly, we try to be diligent about it, those that are connected with our teen ministry, but I'm one person. You know, if all of us are consistently thinking like, okay, I know this person, and they have a kid that is like 7th, 8th grade, CTF would be good for them. You know, we gain a lot of traction that way. And so if you're somebody that has known a family or maybe multiple families for a while that have kids that are the right age for our teen ministry and you haven't invited them, let this be your official invitation to please invite them. Send them our way. 
And, uh, you know, you're certainly, again, not alone in that. If, if there's a situation where you feel like we could help, if it would help for me to reach out to them, whatever the case is, come find me. I'd be happy to do that. Um, but I, if I don't know about it, it's kind of hard for me to help you. So um, we've said this many times up here, but the worst thing that can happen to you when you invite somebody is that they say no. And maybe you're a bit embarrassed. Yeah. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. I know it can be difficult, but I think it's far more worth it to lay everything out for Jesus and say, hey, I love you, and because I love you, I think this would be a good fit for you, than to neglect an opportunity because it could have been a bit embarrassing. And, and they were, you know, and God was desiring for us to bring them into the kingdom. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's crucial, and I think that's something everybody can do. I think most people in here probably know somebody, uh, or at least know a friend of a friend that has kids that are this age. I would also just encourage you kind of in closing um, to invite people not just to CTF, but to church. Um, our, our teen ministry is largely made up of uh, families that go here on a Sunday morning. And I think that we kind of have the best chance for success when we get the whole family plugged in here. So if you have an opportunity not just to invite a teen, but a family, I would also jump on that. We have obviously plenty of adults here who would love to study with other adults. And we have a team that would love to study with those kids. Let's move our feet and talk to other people. Let's, let's get people involved. Let's be people that don't say other, others' no's for them. And we want to be people who uh, take action and, and we want to be people whose lives reflect um, the mission and call of Jesus. I'm going to pray for our ministry in closing. Um, And I just want to pray and thank God for how good he's been to us and the deals that he has done. Um, and then we're going to play a couple more songs. We've been reading a, a benediction every day at camp. I think we did it last year as well. Really, really neat. And so after we do another song, Pico's going to read that benediction and close us out. Um, I don't know if Pico's planning on saying something about that, so I may steal some of his stuff right now. But uh, I was very encouraged by that benediction. I, I, I forget the exact verbiage of it, but it's an encouragement uh, to, to go out and do God's deal. So I wanted to close with that, hoping that it would encourage each one of us, that we would open our hearts to that and that we would, uh, yeah, that we would be people who are open to receive that, especially on a day where we're about to go have a, an ice cream party, an ice cream social. What do we call this thing? Pool party. A party. We're going to talk to one another. Yeah. So, yeah, let that, uh, let that spur something in your heart, hopefully. Okay, I'm going to pray for us. God, we love you. We love you dearly, Lord. And we just want to thank you for showing up at camp like you do every year. God, I want to thank you for, for using the people who are lowly and weak, God, for using people who don't have any right to be doing what they're doing. I want to thank you that you're the God of the rally, Lord, that you see people where they're at and you desire to, to just show them in unfettered fashion how much you love them. God, I pray that we would get out of the way of ourselves. God, I pray that we would be Goodness, people who are bought into your deal, even when it's difficult. And I pray that we are people who run to others that support us, particularly when difficult times face us, God. I pray that we would be people who recognize that isolation is certainly the friend of Satan and not of God's. And I pray that we would be people who are action-oriented, that our faith would not be confined to... Um, a video that we watch about God or our really good thoughts about you, but rather that we would be people who when we enter a room, something feels different. God is with us. We, we are so sold out for you that 
people begin to identify us far more with you than they do with any of our personality traits or characteristics. God, I want to pray for our teens. Um, I just want to thank you for how good you've been to each of them. Each one of them are so precious to you and so special to you. And we want to be people who echo that, God. These teens are special to us and we thank you for allowing us to know them. They're they're such good people and their families are so neat. And we thank you that the parents of these teens have decided to bring their kids here and plant their kids here at this church. We want to pray for Kayla and Jamie Ann, Lord, um, that you would continue to come through big for them. It's hard for me to think about team ministry and not think about the impact of both of them. And God, as they have served you faithfully for years, we ask that you would continue to come through for them. We want to pray for our year, Lord, as we start a new series um, about you know, starting strong and going into the school year strong. We pray for, for fierce leaders on campuses, God. We pray for people who bring something different. God, as, as students come back on campus and um, are nervous and looking to see how others treat them, we pray that they would be drawn to our kids. Pray that they would be drawn to our teens at Wiley and to Christians all over the place. God, we pray that we would be the light in people's life. We pray that we would have no excuse to not go and and reach out to them. Thank you for the traction at Camp God. We pray that that continues. We're in awe of how good you are. Amen.